we go. Hello and welcome and welcome to episode number three of Just Ask Vodcast. Um, I'm super excited to have Dre Peo in with me. I'm so used to saying in the studio, this is this is new to me to be doing this remotely like this, um, but I'm excited to have you, uh, songwriter, recording artist, speaker, uh, host of Real Talk. Uh, you are incredible. I love following along with what you have going on. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate Thank you. it. Yeah. Thank you for, for joining me today. Um, I, we want to jump right in. We're talking all about uh, like public speaking, being a host, uh, being involved in the community, giving talks, all of those sorts of things that really can help benefit individuals that are looking to try and share their message, really promote themselves and promote others. Uh, so we're going to jump right into what we're talking about. Uh, do you remember the first time that you you performed or maybe gave gave a speech and what that was like? Well, you know, when I was a kid, I did the public speaking. You know, right. in school, they did the public speaking thing. Yeah. And I was always the kid who wanted to go to the gym, who wanted to advance. So I remember being, I think it was like grade two or something, like super yeah. young. <laughs> and I was doing a speech actually on Michael Jackson. I remember my first speech. That's awesome. And I was, awesome. I was totally, I think I was definitely nervous. You're a kid. You really care about what your friends think. So right. I was definitely terrified. About it. <laughs> I think that's cool that you, though, that you, you remember wanting to like move on, like move on in the speech competitions. Yeah. I remember being scared as a kid, but being like, this is something I really want to be good at. Like, I love the idea that you can get on a stage and there's no preconceived notions because it's a bunch of people that like don't necessarily know you and they're judging you based on what you're about to say right in that moment. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And that can be, that can be very uh, like nerve wracking. As you mentioned, is that, do you still do you like when you're performing, when you're speaking, do you, do you have the, the nervous jitters or like the pregame jitters before you, before you go? I think it depends what I'm doing. Like when I'm doing an interview, for example, I don't feel that much, that much of, of like nerves just because I feel like I can't get the question, the question wrong. Right. It's about asking me about my life. So that's a little easier, but when I'm like singing and performing, it's just a little bit nerve wracking. Cause I care about, you know, the people in attendance, I want them, they're there for a reason. They want, they want to enjoy themselves. So yeah, there's a little bit of that, that nerves yeah. at the beginning, but you get over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and you, you touched on it. You reminded me of something there. Do you find it, like when you get interviewed, how does that re like as a, you're also a host. So you understand like that kind of balance of needing to be prepared for that next question. Maybe that the, the question isn't going to go anywhere or it's a yup answer. Uh, what's, what's that like for you when you're a guest? Like, do you find you get a little caught up in trying to understand like the, like the, from the host side? Yeah. I feel like it just because I do do both sides, I find myself yeah. thinking like the other person. So I'm, I'm super analytical, so I'm kind of in my head thinking what's coming next, but right. I really try to stay grounded and just <laughs> answer the question because I love to talk so I can go off on tangents. So right. I do my best to stay in that spot. Right. And I, right there, I just saw, and I, I love seeing it when you talk to people about what they're passionate about. And you said, I love to talk. And you just had like your eyes just lit up and you're, you're, you had the big grin on your face. I love that. So you, you now, like you enjoy performing and speaking. Totally, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when would you say like you got comfortable 
um, with speaking in front of people or performing too. I mean, you do so many things um, speaking in front of people. I know you do a lot in the music industry um, and then also but the performance side of things too. Yeah, I don't think that there's like a specific moment, but I think it's, you know, I really wanted to be good at speaking and interviewing even my favorite artists. I loved watching interviews of them. So when I first started in music, I did a bunch of like local radio, local TV things just to get good at it. So I don't know. I think I just, from doing a bunch of it, I got way more comfortable and, right. and I don't know if there's a specific point, but I would definitely <laughs> say uh, doing a lot of it helps. Yeah, that's awesome. And would you say, like, did you, you intentionally set out to kind of start with those different, um, in those different industries to build that experience? Or did you kind of fall into it at that point? I think it, I just started off with music. I, I just started off like making a YouTube channel sort of thing. And it kind of, I started to learn that, you know, the business side of it is super important. So that's when I started to, you know, take songwriting seriously, take social media, take marketing and branding seriously. And it just became, it sort of evolved over time. And I, I fell in love with it just as much as the music. So that's why I'm kind of balancing both uh, the podcast and uh, the music stuff. That's amazing. Hey, do you, can you share just a little bit about Real Talk? Totally, man. Um, basically, I wanted a platform where I could speak with artists or managers or just people in the music industry about their journey because this, mm -hmm. the industry changes so much. It's impossible to say that you know and you've been through everything. So right. as it's changing, I wanted there to be a platform where people could talk about what's going on in their sector of the music industry. And mm -hmm. I think almost it's those things that are more beneficial to people looking to navigate the industry than, you know, some schooling because schooling's going off of a curriculum from a year ago and a year ago, things were completely different in the music industry. So I wanted something that I could keep up with things as they go. Right. Yeah. And exactly. And being able to capture those stories is like stories are, are like, are just amazing. It's, they really, they can captivate audiences and being able to use story to learn is, is the best way to get your message across. Uh, can you share just a little bit about the importance of storytelling, even in your music? I don't know, man. I've, I've always used storytelling as kind of almost a therapy. There's some things that you just really can't say or you can't communicate properly. And I find that music is the best way to say it. So I'm a big fan of, of metaphors and storytelling and, and music has always been the best way to, to communicate these things. That's awesome. And do you happen like when you before you perform, before you before you get on stage or before you get on the camera, do you have any uh, pre-show uh, rituals that you do? Anything you do for that kind of preparation that way? Yeah. Um, when I first started in music, I really found meditation super beneficial. So if oh, nice. I do get the chance, I do try and close my eyes. My mantra was always. I'm ready. So I would always say in my head, like, I'm ready, I'm ready. And at the beginning, I, I was like, this is weird. But after I kept doing it, I was like, wow, this is actually comforting. This is actually making me feel more confident. Why would I stop? Because it sounds right. weird. So I, I kept doing it. And still to this day, if I do have five minutes, I'll close my eyes, do some breathing. And then, um, of course, there are music, there's, there's music, there's things I listen to. Right. And my go to songs for pre-game whether it's performing or speaking there's three peat by lil wayne which is 
Nice. That's a great hype song. <laughs> and then there's a song called Head Shrinker by Oasis, which is just like this heavy rock song that just fires you right up. Nice. Yeah. That's that's really cool. It's neat to it's interesting to to chat with people and talk to them about what they what they utilize to get themselves going. And it's it's cool to hear that you've kind of got that balance of you take that that moment, that meditation, and you relax and shut your eyes and move through that. But then at the same time, you've got the the rap and the rock music to kind of amp you back up and get you into that that headspace. Um, is that do you utilize like? Do you use them both at the same time? Like, do you use that meditation to kind of bring you down? Or do you, like, how does that work for you? Yeah, I think it's important to ground first for me, just to be like, okay, what am I about to do? What is this? And at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, it's me telling myself, like, this is nothing. It's not the end of the world. This is, you know, just relax and have fun. Yeah, so that's nobody's going to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This isn't surgery. Like, whatever, I was, whatever I'm doing, it's, it's, it's lighthearted. So right. I remind myself that. And then once I'm calm, it's time to get hyped up. But it's it's right. not a nervous hype anymore because I'm calm. It's an excitement and it's a prepared, controlled excitement. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you, I love that you have like kind of all sides of performance and speaking um, through through everything that you do. How would you describe how would you describe the, the balancing act of of being an interviewer and trying to prepare those questions? and but be able to then you're also actively listening to what your interviewee or your guest is saying so that you can kind of carry that on how would you describe that balancing act i think you know what really helps is that i have done a bunch of interviews myself as an artist so most of the time i realize that the people i'm speaking to they don't want to talk about you know the bullshit stuff and the the box (laughs) questions they want to talk about what are, the, what are they doing in their life? What music are they listening to? They want to talk about real things. So most of my conversations, I just go to that. I think, what would I actually want to talk about if I was in this position? Right. That's awesome. I saw you you had done a video uh, just recently where you had you had done just that. You just asked local artists. I saw Sarah McLaughlin, the Arkells, um, and you had gone through and you asked that exact question. That exact question of what are they listening to right now? And it was neat to hear their answers. And I don't know. It, it almost looked like you did catch them off guard a little bit with like the, just that it was more of that kind of question. It wasn't, well, how's everything going kind of thing. It was, that was neat to see. Yeah. And it's funny cause we were at the SoCan awards and everything was so like, all these people were celebrating like milestones of like, you know, big achievements. And I was like, they probably don't want to talk about that. They're probably annoyed with it. They probably just want to talk about real life. So I was like, right. what are you listening to? You know, like what's inspiring all these things that you're doing. Right. And they seemed, like you said, they seemed like a lot happier and caught off guard. Like, oh, cool. I'm actually excited to speak about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's neat. You don't, some, and I don't think that's the case there, but you can interview some people and they almost have like that robotic, like I've interviewed people before where they have like that robotic um, message that they're used to that same five or six questions. And they've been using the sharing that same story over and over and over again. And all of a sudden you kind of throw, you're like, okay, you know what? I've heard your story before. We know that. Um, let's let's kind of go in a different direction. Can you tell me a little bit more about this specific detail? And then it's like it either throws them right off, or they all of a sudden they they say that, and then they kind of get right back on their story again. And it's just it's really interesting to see it. But it's nice when you can you can break you can kind of break through that and really get to um, like that that authentic um, experience and expression. Yeah, man. I think it's the most important thing. I mean, 
there's so many artificial things in our life that like anytime we can pull up some authenticity, everyone's going to feel a lot better. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, when you go into the your interviews, how much preparation do you do beforehand? You know what? I'm extremely over analytical. Yeah. And I'm big on preparation. I really want to be educated on the person or whatever it is I'm doing. So I do a lot of research beforehand um, to prepare. And of course, random things happen. You know, you have to be on the ball for that stuff. And you can't really prepare besides just doing interviews and learning how to adjust in the moment. But yeah, I'm big on preparation. I think it's important to research and even the person you're interviewing, they like when you know what, what you're talking about. It's, it's, you could tell when the person interviewing really has no idea what they're talking about. So it's really great to prepare for both sides <laughs> of the conversation. Definitely. And you, you've got a lot of experience in um, like out, out on the street kind of active interviews, not necessarily on the street, but where there's a lot of people, there's a lot of moving parts totally. to what you're doing and being able to not react to what people are going on around you because at that point um, I was talking with somebody before and they're like, you can't, as, as the host, as the person asking the questions, you have to be ready for anything and you got to be prepared to ignore that or to move on from that or no, like, it's just, I find that balance is just so incredible when it's, when it's done really, really well. Totally, man. And you never know things happen. Like, especially when you're out in the open, people are crazy. If people aren't used to microphones and cameras, they all of a sudden become this new person and start screaming and throwing things. So you got to be prepared for anything. (laughs) Um, Do you have any uh, tips for others that are either maybe maybe they're getting into performing? I think, you know, you just got to do it as much as you can. You got to desensitize to desensitize yourself to it and just kind of put it in your head like this is what you do. And, you know, you're going to do it 50 times, 100 times, and eventually it's just going to become a part of your routine, like brushing your teeth. And and I'm sure you can you can agree with this. I'm sure you've been in front of the camera a bunch. And after a while, you're like, hey, I'm at work. This is the same way somebody goes to the office sort of thing. You you kind of find that nice, comfortable area. Yeah, exactly. To be able to hang out. I just had a question in my head and now it has gone. Oh, you know what it was? It was, what are, what are you excited about right now? What are you looking forward to? You know what? Speaking of the SoCan Awards, the 2019 SoCan Awards are in a week. Amazing. So there's, um, I can't say exactly what artists are going to be there, but there's artists that I listen to that I'm a fan of, some that I grew up listening to. So it's going to be my first time speaking with a lot of these people. So I'm pumped about it. I'm preparing right now for the next few days and thinking about some questions to ask there. So that'll be, out. I'll probably release a video within the next week or two after it. So I'm pumped for that. that. That's awesome. What do you do? Like, do you get starstruck? Like when you, when you see these people, is there any sort of, maybe, maybe Star Trek starstruck is too much, like too big, but do you have that moment of like, holy crap, that's, that's that person. It depends who it is. When I, it's odd that I've spoke, I've I've spoken to a bunch of different artists. The person that I got the most like, Oh shit, this is happening. (laughs) I I spoke to Gary V. Right. It's funny that that all the stuff that I've done, that's actually one of the most nerve wracking conversations I've had, but there hasn't really been someone that I've been like, Oh shit, what am I about to do? I think if I spoke (laughs) to like, Oasis, someone from Oasis, or like Paul McCartney, I'd be like, 
what, what's happening <laughs> right now, but so far so good. Yeah, it needs some little Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Gary V. What was that like to to do that that interview? That was really that was cool that you you interviewed him. Um, when you had that moment of like, oh, okay, this I'm doing this. How like did it take you a little bit to kind of sink into that conversation? I know you probably didn't have a whole lot of time to work with them. No, <laughs> I didn't really have time to get nervous with that. Cause like, it was just like an email, like, yo, you have five minutes. Um, I'm going to call you in five minutes. Let's chat. So I almost like had to make up some questions on the spot because <laughs> I didn't really have time to prepare. So that was really cool, man. Like I've, I've learned a lot from Gary's stuff and I wouldn't be, uh, in the mindset that I'm in right now with Otis content. So I'm super thankful. And that, that few minutes of conversation actually impacted me a lot. It was great. That's amazing. Well, I really, I really think that the idea of creating Nashville of the North, uh, is, is really cool. And I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to continue to follow along on that journey for sure. Totally, man. It's happening one yeah. step at a time. Right. And that's, is that what you're really like, as you, everything that you're building and putting together, is that, is that the message? Is that what you're trying to like build? Is that what it's all, all of it's for is kind of promoting and building up the music scene in Hamilton? It's definitely a big part of it. I, I mean, it's your hometown. You always have a connection to your hometown. So that's definitely in the top three most important things uh, that I'm doing right now. And that's why I'm, you know, kind of in different realms where it's like media and making the music and doing the social media side of it. Uh, I think you need all parts of it. And unfortunately, artists today really can't just record, um, just live in the studio. If, if right. they have a team, they can. And I, if you have a lot of money, that helps. But <laughs> I don't have that right now. So I, I got to do as much as I can. Yeah, well, I really, I really appreciate the hustle. Thanks, uh, and I really appreciate you joining. Um, is there anything, do you have any performances coming up? I know you had mentioned that uh, you're going to be releasing the SoCan 2019 awards uh, video uh, yeah. coming up. Do you have anything, anything else coming up that people might be able to catch you at or watch for? So for music wise, I'm going to be, I have a bunch of music that's ready to go. I'm just kind of waiting until everything's in the right place for it. That's uh, awesome. In terms of podcast, you can expect something next week. And nice. it's going to be with a recording artist. I won't release who it is just yet. Nice. And, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped. And then, of course, the SoCan Awards. That's that's going to be really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dre, thank you. Do you have any any messages out for, for our viewers before we sign off here? Oh, man, just everyone. I love when everyone's doing their thing. I love when everyone's succeeding and everyone has bad days. We both have bad days, too, but it all it always gets better. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining me on Just Ask Episode 3. I really appreciate you taking the time to join me. And with that, we're going to sign off. We will see you next week. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank you, Jay.